0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a lack do it be, if you know the call, or if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffiths.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for Lapsed fans. I'm your host, ZC,
2: And I'm Liz.
1: And Liz, what a What a What a week! What a week we've had for news in the Harry Potter sphere, huh? Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) uh, We we, we touched on most of it last week, and we don't need to go into it in detail again this week, but I, I do think it is worth, at the top here, kind of like recapping and summarizing everything that's happened with J.K. Rowling's new Strike book that we were talking about last week. Oh, for sure. So we talked about it and kind of like discussed the premise of it which had which had sort of come out in the reviews when we were recording last week but we didn't really know the scope of what is touched on in this book apparently.
2: Right. I think when we recorded there were what maybe two reviews out. One was paywalled at the time and maybe like a Twitter thread.
1: Yeah, it was two, it was like two paid reviews or two like early reviews and then and then like someone who'd gotten an advanced copy or whatever. But like since that episode more people have got their hands on the book and have been like just kind of like rummaging through it and it's Kind of awesome how it is just a one thousand page list of uh, every grievance for four years.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> every every single one, like like you know, the obvious one is 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 the main plot. The the oh this this brave artist is being canceled for being perceived as transphobic or whatever. But it's like down to like the goblins being anti Semitic is like refuted in here. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 has a real bone to pick with i guess disability advocates on twitter just really weird and shit and Tumblr arguments from like 6 or 7 years ago that she's just digging up this is this is this book is like the most toxic combination of like too online but not quite online enough right like like it's right in the disaster sweet spot for an author to be in
2: yeah the disaster sweet spot of very mad online
1: (laughs) incredibly mad and writing a whole book about it and not having an editor to tell you no to to pages upon pages that are just and I think this is the detail that that we were sort of missing in last week's discussion. a A huge chunk of the book just seems to be like fictional posts, not the novel, not not description or or action or or dialogue, just posts.
2: a lot of posts, yeah, That's a,
1: a book about posting, which a few uh, listeners pointed out feels like maybe our darkest. Wayline prediction yet we're sorry we're, we're sorry <laughs> we we did we did have a discussion a month or so ago about who is going to write you know who who is incorporating posting into their stories and it turns out the the worst person who could possibly do it had a book just waiting in the wings
0: yeah <laughs> yeah about
1: exactly that <laughs> dark stuff but I don't know. What do you? What do you? What are you feeling? Do you have room in your life for a over a thousand page crime novel full of uh, rich person's grievances, or or do you think we pass on that one?
2: I think that's a perfect one to laugh about. A uh, little excerpts online, and then mm-hmm. and then not engage with it further. Um, yeah, I think even. I mean, it's funny, not funny, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pathetic more than funny, right? Like it's 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 just sad
2: also i think like probably a pretty bad book
1: yeah like like structurally that's an that's a bold move for a like archetypical detective novel and it sounds like it's maybe not maybe just not a good one of those either so like zero for two
2: yeah yeah i i was on the subreddit um because I love pain. So I was on the Cormoran Strike subreddit a little bit, because I was curious about people's reactions and things. And um, obviously, if you are on the Cormoran Strike subreddit, you are, (laughs) you've got some problems. Um, And you're in pretty deep, as is uh, is going to be my uh, assumption there. Um, But there was a post that that I really enjoyed, which was someone uh, who was sort of the... Friendly fire, collateral damage. Here, posting about Uh-oh. how uh, their feelings were hurt because J.K. Rowling was really taking aim at fandom, uh, oh. and they were in in the Cormoran Strike fandoms and and presumably the Harry Potter fandom as well. And we're like, right. is this is this about
1: us? Oh, interesting. <laughs> just 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 interpreting that. That's interesting because I I wonder. J.K. Rowling seems like someone who who would be vindictive. Vindictive enough to do that on purpose, you know? hmm But I also could see that just being someone completely oblivious to, like, the political situation surrounding this book, right? Just, like, <laughs> just like interpreting, like, a swipe at, like, I don't know, Steven Universe fans or something as, like, a swipe at them. Right. C- curious which, which way that shakes out. I could see it going either way.
0: Yeah.
2: I saw another person describing the book as very bitter. Um, it was sort of a... Uh, I mean, again, they are clearly Cormoran Strike fans to begin with, but mm-hmm. it sort of described the other books up till this as like cozy mysteries. And then they were like, sure. but this one is is bitter. And and they didn't go so far as to say that it was mean, but that was kind of the, that's what they were saying.
1: Cozy mysteries. From what I know about Cormoran Strike, even before this book, that seems like a stretch. I thought this was like super gritty, dark, nasty like CSI crime stuff that he was solving. Like, wasn't one of them like an author who was like describing ritual, like disemboweling they were doing to someone or some shit? Like, I... <laughs> that's not what I call like cozy. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not quite so sure about that. So, uh, so if the if the folks who think that that's cozy are are seeing this one and going like, yeah, is this one a little bitter? Uh, it must really be it must
1: really be a nasty book that not not surprising uh super unsurprising to hear that um how many people are there do you think who are like mystery fans who like cormoran strike and like you know vaguely remember liking harry potter as a kid or whatever and are just like just completely oblivious to all the news right like I I I feel like that 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 sounds impossible, but I wonder. I wonder if there are people who are just like either only now for the first time figuring this out, or are still just like, ooh, there's a new a new Corman strike book. I love those. I love Harry Potter." Like, I wonder how common that is these days. I mean,
2: this this book must be completely baffling to those people, right? It's mean, and also just some of the stuff that it's pulling from is is extremely online mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like. Yeah. I mean, there are fake Tumblr bios in this book, right?
1: Like, like not only I think to, to 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 know what this book is about, you not only have to be aware of like who J.K. Rowling is as a person these days, which I think is I think it's getting harder and harder to claim ignorance on that, right? But I I could I could believe mm-hmm. it, but to to understand this book and to even i would say like if if you were the kind of person who was <laughs> horrible enough to like agree with her positions or whatever you would have to have had such a specific life path to appreciate it all like it's the most niche novel ever written by the most popular author ever Who in the audience, the target audience for this, which I think is, like, paperback novel readers, right? Like, people who buy novels at, like, the newsagents in the UK, or or, or people who just like a a page-turner, have to also be people who are keeping up with, like, cartoons drama and, like, Tumblr arguments from half a decade or more ago? Like... Just, right. just a bizarre choice, even, even for, uh, for, for, for J.K. Rowling, I guess. Like, if, if you are not either specifically the kind of person who has experienced the exact same stuff she has, or like us who have sort of like been trailing, I guess. What's I was about to say behind, but I guess ahead of her because we're younger, right? Like, we are the we are kind of in the generation that she's complaining about in this book. Mm-hmm. You you would it's a very very narrow Venn diagram intersection, right? Like what a what a fucking bizarre choice. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, even that it's like part of that is so fucked too, because like a lot of the stuff is just going to go completely over someone's head, yeah. right? Like I can read this and I can read the like Tumblr bio, and I know what all of the words in it mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I can read that and I understand that JK Rowling is being like condescending and sneering at someone with pots, which I'm just like, why? Yeah. Um, but like most people aren't going to read it that way because they aren't tuned into right. it. Right.
1: right. It's, and, and I think t- to be clear, I don't think that makes it like better or, or less harmful. I mean, that makes it worse. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just like dumping a bunch of like, Vocabulary on people that you really only know if you have an opinion on, and grant if you are a fan of J.K. Rowling, it's pretty predictable what like side of the equation you're going to come down on, right? So like, it's either that or it's just like going to mistakenly or not not mistakenly, but on J.K. Rowling's part, is purposeful. But like a bunch of people are going to like suddenly know about and have opinions about these, these, these quibbles, these, uh, 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 like, political debates that they, w- they had no idea about previously.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're being shown it as, like, something that's silly, right? Yeah. Like, look at these silly people yeah. online that are, I, I guess, people with fibromyalgia, like, how, how silly. It's
1: just bully behavior, right? Like, it's, 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 it's pick on someone your own wealth bracket, but, uh, yeah, there's lots and lots of fun, quote unquote, uh, uh, screen caps out there. It just, it, you know what? At the very least, I will say this: I do take pleasure in how bad it seems. It just seems like a really fucking bad book.
2: Yeah, the book is bad, which is great. <laughs> uh,
1: with all of that news, um, we we kind of missed a, a big event, um, a, a major event in the Wizarding World sphere,
0: um,
1: which was back to Hogwarts 2022.
2: Wow.
1: Which seems to have have been entirely spearheaded by uh, whatever, like, you know, small enclave of interns is still keeping the lights on at WizardingWorld.com. Mm-hmm. So, how about we check out this article and catch up on all the announcements from our back to Hogwarts twenty two Look ahead showcase? I never put together, by the way, that like all of this book release and all of this book drama was like happening while like the Harry Potter celebration stuff that goes on every year was going on. Mm-hmm. and JK. Rowling did not mention that on her Twitter or anything like at all. Anyway, uh, starting at the top here at this article. New product and game announcements, a Yule Ball experience, and a Wizarding World Festival? Yes, please. (laughs) Here's everything you need to know from our Back to Hogwarts 2022 look-ahead showcase, including a few extra things you may have missed. Uh, This year, Back to Hogwarts Day is back with a bang, as we celebrate with fans all over the world to commemorate a new term at the most magical school. And it wouldn't be a proper Back to Hogwarts Day without some traditional start-of-term announcements. Number one hogwarts legacy is launching february 10th twenty three. we know that we, we know the video game's coming out um we need we're here for the exciting shit are you ready for some real real banger news yeah i'm so ready we got a first glance at uh harry potter magic caster wand trademark
2: harry potter Ma- harry potter Ma- master caster wand
1: <laughs> Harry Potter Magic Caster Wand.
2: Harry Potter Magic Caster Wand.
1: Coming soon to the UK and US is the Harry Potter Magic Caster... I can't fucking say it. uh, Harry Potter (laughs) Magic Caster Wand. This wand experience brings spells to life in an all-new way and will make everyday magical. With the Wand and Companion app, let's fucking go, I love apps. I love companion apps. Mm -hmm. Users can connect their smart home devices to create a truly immersive, multi-sensory casting experience, and can master and unlock over 50 spells for hours of interactive fun. The Wand will be available in three different designs with a limited edition design available exclusive for Harry Potter fan club members. Hey, remember Wait, that? Wait, there's Re- still
2: a Harry Potter fan club? You I thought that stopped.
1: <laughs> so they transitioned Wizarding World Gold away into Harry Potter fan club, which I think is now free. Um, I think we are technically part of it because we had Wizarding World Silver, so we could look at all the um uh the, the like pins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh the free tier, and I think that all transitioned. Uh I'll send you a picture. Uh, from, from, they, they have a, 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 a dedicated website for Harry Potter magic caster wand. I guess it's just an app for your smart home crap. Uh, so you, instead of just turning your TV on like a normal person, you have to wave your wand in a circle and say a spell.
2: Can I, can I use this with my peacock box to watch, (laughs) to watch Harry Potter movies? Oh
1: my God. Is there exclusive peacock box functionality? I wonder. Maybe that's why they needed it back. (laughs) They needed to put the Harry Potter Magic Caster Wand compatibility in it.
2: Wow, what devices work with the Magic Caster Wand? Bluetooth-enabled and Wi-Fi-connected smart home devices such as lights, speakers, smart TVs.
1: Wow. Or the Wand's box. Where can I buy... Okay, this is the frequently asked questions. Is where can I buy Harry Potter Magic Caster Wand a frequently asked question? A little, a little presumptuous, perhaps.
2: How can I buy the magic caster <laughs> How wand? How can I buy it? Stay Where tuned.
1: And... <laughs> Do I need an app? Yeah, that seems kind of like the whole thing. It's just an app. I, I, this is great. There's so that, a trailer. So... Oh fuck! There's a video. I there's didn't a see video. this.
2: Oh, oh my god. god!
1: With some examples? Okay, so they've got a wooden box. With Gamer LED Wand. Holy shit.
2: The wand lights up.
1: They're connecting it to their their Sonos. They turn the TV on with it. This... (laughs) Imagine going to someone's house... And and you know they're like, hey, come in. It's been so long. I haven't seen you in forever. Sit down. I'll have it. You know what? What? What are you drinking? And then you know you decide to like watch some TV. And they pull out their wand and they start waving <laughs> the wand at the TV to watch Stranger Things or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sounds. It <laughs> sounds really cool.
1: Oh, there's like battles. You can battle with your wand as well. I guess. Okay. Wait, hold on. The, so the the website is calls this the Harry Potter Magic Caster Wand Experience you notice in the video here the logo has more words actually it is Harry Potter Magic Caster Ultimate Wand Experience <laughs>
2: go to harry potter magic caster wand for the harry potter magic caster <laughs> ultimate wand experience ultimate
1: wand experience <laughs> oh my god i'm like how 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 could jk rowling take all the heat off of magic wand experience this <sighs> is this is so crazy um <laughs> We do have one last piece of news. that is not Harry Potter related, thankfully. Um, it, is an, it is a follow-up to the amazing discovery we made last week. Mm-hmm. At the end of last week's episode, of course, we stumbled into a, a beautiful new update from Stephanie Meyer in which she dedicated a, a song on the playlist for Midnight Sun. She added the B, uh, a BTS song, which she said captured Edward's you know, inner thoughts perfectly. Mm-hmm. This week, Jungkook of BTS has a new photo project in which he is a vampire. No way! And I, I am wondering: is this is this sort of like a an ICU type thing? Is this a gift back to Stephanie Meyer?
2: Definitely not, but God, I
1: hope so. <laughs> what an incredible coincidence! So, so Jungkook, he uh, he released a new photo folio. The theme was vampires. This was confirmed by the South Korean superstar himself in a newly released video. If you watch the movies, the vampires who don't drink human blood have yellow eyes, but those who drink human blood have red. So, no, that's Twilight.
2: It is. Wait, it really is.
1: If you watch the movies, the vampires who don't drink human blood have yellow eyes, but those who drink human blood have red eyes, he said. So now I'm a vampire who drank blood. In a way, he added. Okay, but
2: that is Twilight.
1: Oh my god. If you watch vampire movies, their skin shines during the day because (gasps) of the sun, he said. I try to portray that with glitters.
2: Oh my god, it's real.
1: It's real. It's real. This is... (laughs) (laughs) This... (laughs) Stephanie Meyer please respond she has not I've I just checked her blog she has not like added this as like an update or anything yet she's not said anything about it but this this is Twilight
2: does she know does she know does someone
1: have to tell her we do we need to like find a way to email Stephanie Meyer and tell her what if she doesn't know (laughs) what if the guys from BTS totally saw her dedication I'm or or (laughs) or it's the craziest coincidence ever (laughs) he's just talking about the twilight
2: movies yeah the vampire movies
1: (laughs) the vampire yeah he doesn't say it doesn't look like he says name drops twilight but when he he just says the movies and the the details he is dropping here about eye colors and and skin sparkling in the sunlight that's fucking twilight so stephanie meyer you might have an in with bts like
2: uh sure fucking sounds like it. it
1: it sounds like you, Stephanie, if you are listening, please God, you gotta g- get in touch with, uh, with I don't know, I don't know who their ma- their managing firm is, but you you have an in, you can make this happen. She, do you know how powerful Stephanie Meyer is? Um, she, it, there was another thing that I wasn't gonna bring up, but but in in light of this, <laughs> there was an article about how like Taylor Swift was like begging for a role in the Twilight movies that they didn't give her. <laughs> Like she wanted to do a cameo and they wouldn't let her. Like they said it would like be too too distracting or whatever. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer held out <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> just held out, like, no no, I want BTS, and she fucking got it. You have the in Stephanie.
2: Twilight, Twilight Reboot, BTS song as like the,
1: the headline
2: headline song.
1: Holy of the new fuck.
2: original soundtrack
1: yes 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 100 percent. this is this is what needs to happen oh okay i'm filled with energy i'm filled with i'm <laughs> filled with with vigor yeah. after that we uh have some chapters to discuss shall we shall we get into it what do you say Shall we ride this wave into the books
2: oh absolutely we should
1: So we have kind of an interesting split this week. Um, It's me who had to do uh, uh, double chapters this time because of some weird time skip stuff. Yeah. So I am going to read, I'm kind of, I'm going to, my first chapter is like eight pages long. Hmm. So I just wrote my summary as like one long summary, basically. And I think that's probably the best way to discuss these chapters. Perfect. So this is the chapter's phone call and impatience, but kind of rolled into one. Bella wakes up and asks Alice and Jasper what the situation is. Alice is drawing a map of the second room she saw in her vision, the one with the TV and VCR. Bella realizes it is her childhood home. Panicking, Bella demands to know what the plan is. Edward is reportedly on his way to the airport, but Bella wants to move to rescue Renee. Sensing her agitated state, Alice orders Jasper to try and force Bella to fall asleep, frustrated bella goes back to her hotel suite room to vent but she ultimately relents and worries that she is coming off as unappreciative to her vampire caretakers when she emerges alice has just gotten off the phone with edward who has boarded a four-hour flight to seattle the phone rings again and alice passes it to bella as it sounds like her mother's voice however when bella answers she hears james on the other end of the line james threatens bella's uh james threatens renee's life unless bella does exactly what he says Leave Alice and Jasper at the airport and come to him. Terrifi- terrified and without options, Bella agrees. She writes a letter to Edward explaining herself. After the phone call, Bella awkwardly asks Alice how her visions work exactly. Alice is being slightly standoffish, and Bella suspects that Alice may have caught a glimpse of a future where she and the tracker meet. On the right to the airport to meet Edward and the others, Bella continues to try and gauge exactly how suspicious Alice might be, Once they're at the terminal, Bella claims to need the restroom. Alice offers to accompany her, but Bella asks if Jasper can come since he has mood-altering powers and she feels on edge. Alice agrees, and Bella is able to give Jasper the slip as soon as she gets in the bathroom. She hails a taxi and rides to her mother's home, per James' instructions. At the house, a phone number is written for Bella to call for further instructions. James tells her to meet him at the ballet school, not far from the neighborhood Renee's house is in. Once there, Bella hears her mother's voice, only to discover that it was taken from a home video James found while snooping around in the Swan household. James appears to give his villain monologue and explains that he chose this mirrored room for the drama. Then he attacks, and that's where the chapter ends.
2: Wow. Action-packed so action-packed
1: this one's a thrill ride i gotta say these last these chapters and the ones last week stephanie meyer does have like like thriller writing potential i think like yeah yeah this this is really a really fun pair of chapters in that like it is so like like bad guy, you answer the phone and it's not who you expect, and they have the person, and they and they're and you you they they give you the instructions, right? You've got to follow their their dark work instructions, classic thriller stuff, right? Um, but it works here, and I think what holds it together is that this is the first time in this entire novel that. Um, the vampire's powers have like interacted with the stuff happening in the action plot in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. Um, because there, there's some like clever character separation stuff going on here. And that like Edward is away. So we can't get any thought reading and, and it would be difficult to read Bella's thoughts anyway. Um, Alice can see the future, but it's hazy. And, Bella has to like be cagey about what her plan is and so there's like there's a fun like it's it's a very stock thriller plot but like we're finally getting vampire stuff worked into it in a way that makes it a lot more fun um I I had a great time with this stuff as as silly as it is and we'll get into that
2: yeah yeah it 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 is nice that it finally matters that they're vampires (laughs) mm-hmm Um it, it sort of feels like there's two Stephanie Myers and and one is an airport paperback novelist um yeah. just just begging to burst free and <laughs> another is this person writing a novel like a romance novel about their weird dream.
1: Yeah. And and I I I think that the best parts of this book, and especially this stuff, has felt like the proper like like those two impulses like marching in lockstep, right? Mm-hmm um because i think the we we've we've questioned for for chapters and chapters and chapters like what is the point of the vampire's powers (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i feel is somewhere like you you don't want to be there in a supernatural novel if you you don't know why the characters have supernatural powers or like what it's for what their storytelling potential is that's never a good spot no um and um It's too bad that this is happening very, very late, but, like, this is finally a reason for these characters to have these very specific and um, almost exhaustively explained powers, you know? Like, we're finally getting a story set up where, like, I can see exactly what sort of drama all this stuff is setting up and what the potentials are and, like, um, clever, uh, 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 like stuff that drives the action forward like this thing where where half of this chapter or these chapters is bella like kind of prodding alice and being like so do you know what i'm up to like how does your can can your power like am i fucked like um and, and 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 alice having to like be nice and 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 calm and collected and not really give anything away so bella isn't really sure it's like it's 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 free tension and it's great
2: yeah, I, I think it goes to show um, how much more interesting like powers become as soon as you start exploring their limitations.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I think that that's the thing that's been maybe the um, the the frustration with with the powers that's finally sort of uh, 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 f- like 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 taken care of here is that the powers have just seemed basically unlimited so far, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Edward can run as fast as he needs to do whatever he wants to do. Um, he can read the thoughts of everyone and know exactly what they're thinking. Uh, Alice knows the future, at the exact right times and can, uh, uh, maneuver them out of danger. All that stuff has been really boring because it's been steering them away from plot happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 uh, and conflict happening. Whereas this is powers, uh, uh, Like either causing conflict or in this case, um, not being able to fix the conflict, right? Yeah, and and instead we're gonna have to get creative with it because because there's no easy superpower fix here, and that's great, that's awesome, that's like what that's what that's what I'm here for in a supernatural story, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh and and it it it, it i think it, this is a really strong example of how um powerful and useful like archetypical stuff can be like this 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 is me being like th- this is like good trope usage if that makes any sense right like every single thing here that james does is like totally like you could find it, it, watch an episode of 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 svu watch an episode of hannibal watch any crime thriller from the 90s this exact thing happens in probably every single one of them right like you get the phone <laughs> call that you think is from one person but really it's from the bad guy he's there oh no he wants you to do stuff like super super uh uh, uh played out you know recognizable uh uh trope here. But that kind of doesn't matter as long as this other stuff is like propping it up, right? Like heist movies, you know how a heist movie is going to go every single time, but it's the stuff like around the heist movie, like the characters or the setting or like th- uh, like if you're doing like a fantasy heist thing or whatever, like that's the stuff that like makes that makes that genre the the genre wheels go, right? Like you you want to see a genre version of this very recognizable thing and have those supernatural or or fantastical or uh, any other genre elements like uh 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 interact with that 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 very basic plot structure right
2: yeah yeah for sure um, um do you i i guess the, here's the elephant in the room do alice and jasper feel really stupid for falling for this <laughs>
1: Um, I think actually the person who who comes off as stupidest in this chapter, and this is unfortunately purely on Midnight Sun, is Edward.
2: Ah, damn it! (laughs) Because,
1: because here's the problem. Um, yeah, Alice and Jasper sort of, sort of like, got, got here. But... Edward just like ran halfway across the the planet, right, like like up the northern hemisphere, chasing this guy, um, but now he's just getting on a commercial flight back, I guess, <laughs> which is kind of un- i guess it's like if i if I hadn't known about his funny little chase last chapter, I wouldn't have even like batted an eyelid at this, but like he he got up there in like. A day if if that not right. even and now he's like casually taking a flight back well, he's <laughs> mad c-
2: about it if that makes you feel any better okay good
1: <laughs> I, I was about to say i'm bit, that's the thing i'm like most curious about is how midnight sun addresses the the flight because here it's like if, if i pretend to not know about midnight sun It's kind of delicious, because it's like, oh, he's getting on a plane and we can't reach him. Oh, we have four hours with, like, no Edward. Um, But knowing that he, like, ran all the way up there and is now just, like, getting a plane back is very funny.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, Alice and Jasper did sort of, like, fuck this up. They're really not very good at this. Um,
2: I just think that's where you sort of go wrong, because I think that, like... You're right. It's like these like stock moments and stuff. They're like there's a reason that they're stock, but where you where you go wrong is when it feels like uh, all of the characters are just like falling for it a little
1: too easily. There, there is definitely, I think where where like stock genre tropes kind of like become like capital T tropes that like people annoy are annoyed by in catalog and stuff. Right? Is like. When it feels like it's not believable that the characters, when it feels like the characters are behaving in, in a certain way to just make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this 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 teeters on the edge of that. Um, what what saves it, I think, is that there is this tension between Alice and Bella for the rest of the chapter, where you. You aren't a hundred percent sure what Alice is thinking, but she's acting very weird, and it's like if i if I can believe that Alice knows that she's fucked up, right, but mm-hmm. also knows that something is going on with Bella um and and can't do anything about it. like I think the way that Alice behaves here um saves it from feeling like she was just like got got a case of like oh i need to make the plot happen right um in that like alice could potentially fix this she has future sight right mm-hmm. but bella can't ask her to do that and alice can't offer to do that because it's because it sounds like you know because because presumably she sees a glimpse of like what what is maybe happening and so like she is stuck and alice is doing a great job as a character like portraying a character who has like lost right like um this like weird her weird behavior her like um her like kind of like habitual like 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 uh um topic changing Um, uh, she's, like, you know, offering Bella food, she's, like, asking her small talk questions, she's, like, but, like, she's, she's lost, she, and and I think she recognizes that. Jasper, on the other hand, I think has no excuse. If Jasper was, (laughs) if Jasper was the main character who was, like, with Bella here, and there was no Alice to, like, sort of, like, carry this conflict forward, I think it would feel a little like, okay, well, you were just, like, temporarily stupid so this to, to like let this happen right because mm-hmm. he doesn't really do anything um there's an interesting moment where alice asks him to send bella to sleep basically with with his power that's a weird um, thing to do that's a very weird thing to do and, and and another cool vampire power moment right like like them actually making use of it uh in in kind of a a weird uncomfortable way right um but like he does not have much to say. he does not offer much in the way of like an opinion I, I, I like I, I guess I guess his out is that like Alice can't say to him what's happened so he just sort of has to like obliviously keep moving forward with this with this original plan um I think the the part that does stick out as as Alice being like too stupid for no reason is when she lets Bella go to the bathroom.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the, the thing that I was uh that sticks out like a sore thumb, I think, cuz
1: yeah. cuz
2: that's the thing with like these these stock moments is that you sort of have to outsmart them a little bit mm-hmm. to keep them feeling fresh and that that's like the the hinge right there where I'm like, "Oh, you yeah. didn't really outsmart this."
0: Uh,
1: yeah.
2: This stock situation.
1: <laughs> right, like the, the Bella's excuse is I think fun you know she's like oh i'm just oh i'm so nervous can it be jasper but then alice should have said we'll both go right like there is really no reason for it to just be just mm-hmm. be jasper mm-hmm. um so that that i that does feel like a stretch um uh i i would be curious to know how midnight sun addresses that if it does at all right when edward shows up and talks to alice <laughs> um but yeah, I, th- I think, I think that's the one, the one bit where it, um, where it maybe stretches credulity a bit, right? Because it's like, oh, okay, like, if, if, because, because the problem with that is that, like, the thing that I'm praising, the, the, the Alice acting like a player who has been removed from the game and is having to sort of, like, deal with that, right? hmm That conflict with Bella is awesome. Um... But that be- conflict works because we know that both of them are like trying to not tip the other one off that they know something that they can't say they know,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: And like that, in that moment, Alice is just acting like she hasn't seen something that she doesn't want to see and is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which is a little, <laughs> maybe a little bit, um, I don't know. A bit too much
2: right i mean because what i understand about alice's power and and this is not fair because this is mostly like through midnight sun i think is that like edward has her run scenarios right he's like if mm-hmm. we do this what will happen so it's surprising to me that she wouldn't say like oh if Ella goes to the bathroom with jasper what will happen
1: yeah um, but again
2: that's a midnight sun problem that's not a twilight problem
1: yeah, the 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 her, Alice being used as like the the um the guys from Dune who like run calculations or whatever uh-huh. is it's a midnight sun thing, um. But I think even without that, I especially because this whole like scenario is sort of predicated on Bella trying to suss out what exactly Alice can do with her power, right? Mm-hmm. Without tipping tipping off exactly what she's trying to do, um i I wish that you're right in that there's there's not the like aha moment where you you feel like that obvious problem has been subverted right
2: yeah, I mean the potential there is huge right and mm-hmm. that's a that's a hard problem to solve is like oh how like trying to figure out what a what a future seer can see so that you can trick them is so interesting. Like you could write a whole book on that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I would, I would definitely like to have seen Bella maybe like run some more explicit interference against Alice's mind powers. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, does she like, like, does she like try and think about not running away? like like you know like, like like how like how do you do that how do you not how do you un unfuture sight yourself like d- is it actions is it thoughts can can she like trick herself into thinking she's not going to run until the very moment that she does to give herself a head start can she um think about doing a bunch of cr- like what if bella just started thinking about like crazy shit that like, as a smokescreen, like, could, could that work? Like, if right, she just started right. thinking about like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start yelling about uh, 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 a suspicious suitcase in the airport, or I'm gonna start jumping up and down on the on the baggage claim <laughs> carousel or like, I'm gonna, you know, like, like, would would those like throw some fly balls at, at Alice that she'd like get distracted by? I, I'd be so curious to see something like that. Right. Yeah, I
2: mean by the midnight sun logic, absolutely, but I'm I'm I don't know how much of that was thought through when she was writing Twilight. What um mm. what kind of information does Bella get about her powers when she's trying to
1: figure it out? So Alice is like very cagey. Uh let me let me find like a good example. Uh so uh Alice, I asked indifferently, she was wary. Yes, how does it work? The things that you see I stared out the side window, and my voice sounded bored. Edward said it wasn't definite, but things change. It was harder than I would have thought to say his name. That must have been what alerted Jasper. Why a fresh wave of serenity filled the car. That's another cute vampire <laughs> power moment. um yes, things change. She murmured, hopefully, I thought. Some things are more certain than others, like the weather. People are harder. The I only see the course they're on while they're on it. Once they change their minds, make a new decision, no matter how small, the whole future shifts. I nodded thoughtfully. So you couldn't see James in Phoenix until he decided to come here. Yes, she agreed. Where <laughs> again? And she hadn't seen me in the mirror, and she hadn't seen me with the in the mirror room with James until I'd made the decision to meet him there. I tried not to think about what else she might have seen. I didn't want to make my panic. I didn't want to, my panic to make Jasper even more suspicious. Um, so, like, she gives Bella the basics, but like, m- honestly, mostly seems to give her like enough to kind of warn Bella that she knows right without saying it. That's so cool it's a cool moment like like this is the stuff that really worked for me in this chapter right is this like super on tenterhooks interactions between her and alice that are like yeah i can see the future but it's hazy and al and and bella going like oh that's so interesting you know like that stuff is really cute i think
2: ah why couldn't this have been the whole
1: book yeah, right. I I think that is like my number one like reaction to this whole chapter is, is like the 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 way that the vampire powers interact or like or or are like removed from play, right? Because Edward isn't there to like read minds, um, make the conflict so much more interesting. Um, it's like really juicy here.
2: Uh, I just see a world where this was uh, just a book about Bella and this vampire family that wasn't so like like extremely focused on the edward and bella romance and just her mm-hmm. kind of navigating these these this weird vampire group that all have these different powers and maybe james is the antagonist the entire yeah. time and that's so cool
1: right because the, the 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 thing is is that james's actions in this chapter are again super stock thriller villain stuff right but that super does not matter because it prods the entire story into like overdrive, right? Because like uh, more or less he is he is just like there to like get the ball rolling on everything. And like imagine if he had been doing this stuff all throughout the book, right? There are there are millions of of fun um I don't know, SVU episodes or uh, Dexter villains or, or, or take, take your pick from a century of, of, of crime and thriller fiction, right. Of like, just like stock, creepy bad guy things that he could do to just like, just to just like, you know, push things, push the, like, like, like make some tension and make these characters interact with each other differently. Um, like, to a point where it's like, why does he even need to be the tracker? The, the tracker is like the most <laughs> yeah. boring power that any of them have, and it doesn't do anything. Like,
2: Okay, okay, but I'm going to lean into the tracker thing. Imagine yeah. a book where it's like, <laughs> it's like the the local vampire family comes to Bella and is like, we're sorry to tell you this, but the tracker is after you.
1: But oh, we're, fu-
2: we're the nice vampires, so we're going to protect you, and we live here. But but yeah, you got to watch out for the tracker.
1: The tracker. Yeah, like, what if the first, I don't know, third or half of the book or whatever, is Bella feeling like she's being stalked or something by the Cullens? And then it turns out that actually, words and deeds, they've been protecting her and watching her because of the tracker. Because
2: of the tracker, and he has to watch her sleep- because Of the tracker, because of the Or fucking... because of a meteor, because of the tracker, but, mo- but mostly the tracker, <laughs> but maybe a spider.
1: Ha- See, that is that that is so funny <laughs> because like Twilight has this problem, no matter what, but Midnight Sun didn't have to have this problem, no matter what, right. Twilight, yeah. Twilight is what it is. But if you're returning to it a decade later to to write the same story from a new perspective, the you could you can make up whatever you want. All of this shit's fake. You could say that actually James uh, uh, caught, caught her scent uh, on the first day of school somehow, and that that the you know they've been having a shadow war just out of frame this entire time. That would be fine. You know it'd be goofy, but like it would create a reason for Midnight Sun to exist and, like, have its own drama, right? Like, Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that's, like, one of those things that, like, has this, like, very high potential of making fans mad or being the, like, coolest shit in the world. Like, the coolest reveal (laughs) that, like... No, they actually weren't just showing up to play baseball. There was like this secret thing going on that you didn't yeah. know about the whole time. That's cool. Like as that fuck. was all just
1: for show, right? Like, oh, there was actually this cool vampire war happening in the background between all these people. Right. And then they finally showed their faces at the baseball game to like say, "It's fucking on, guys." Like Yeah. Yeah, I It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's like this this stuff in Twilight has been just like such a market improvement over everything else that i've read so far and it's all because of like the the bare minimum tension and conflict and and i i am not someone who believes that like you know, i I've read Robert McKee's story. I think that it's a <laughs> great, great book for like everyone to read at some point if they're interested in writing. But like, you don't have to do that. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Writing's fake. You can create tension doing anything you want. You can create conflict. You don't even need conflict. Um, but if you are writing a genre novel, <laughs> you probably should have some like genre tropes in it. And Twilight. Spent so long spinning its fucking wheels getting to any sort of like proper uh, uh, uh genre um um setup that like now that it's here, I feel like I've just like I've stumbled into an oasis in the desert right like it's just like, oh fuck, give it to me yes, give me the, the tracker's doing doing saw shit to Bella amazing let's fucking go right like <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is oh. why I have my copy of Robert McKee's story right next to my co- my hardback copy of the <laughs>
1: illustrated Da Vinci Code. That illustrated Da Vinci Code is so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I oh know. my god. But yeah, no, it's it's like it, it 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 it's um it's just nice to see the wheels turning. Um and and you know, it's 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 it's, it's silly, it's 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 very basic, it's James could be any character actor appearing in an episode of of uh, any detective show you've seen to like be be the monster of the week or whatever. But that's enough to to suddenly make all of these vampire powers and and, and characters who have been doing nothing for ninety percent of the novel. By the way, I'm not exaggerating there. I am according to Kindle, I am ninety percent through this novel. <laughs> As of these chapters, so i that is not an exaggeration. There has been nothing fucking happening for ninety percent of the book um and 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 the it turns out that the 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 like the toy box that Stephanie Meyer has created with these characters is actually quite good at like interacting with this stuff, right mm-hmm. which makes this stuff all the more frustrating because I'm like this was all there you you did not need to set it up quite so rigidly i was making fun of the powers and how silly they were and how unvampiry they were for chapters and chapters and chapters because i was never being shown what they could be used for now that i'm seeing what they could be used for in even the most boilerplate thriller scenario i'm like fuck yes right like it's exciting now um I don't know. Conflicted feelings, I guess. Overall,
2: right? Because at the at the end of the day, it feels disappointing, right? We'll we'll get to my chapter, but you know, it's nothing to nothing to write home about. But all of a sudden, I'm into this stuff, and I'm like, wow, this is so competent.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I, like I, I don't mean that. <laughs> Like I'm not. I I don't mean that to be like like dismissive and condescending. I'm like, if anything, I'm like more reacting to like the the dismissiveness and condescension I've heard about this book and Stephanie Meyer for a decade plus, right? Where it's like everyone makes fun of like, oh, what a bad writer she is, right? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> the, I think the worst thing that I could say about her writing after getting this far is that. I don't know whether it's lack of confidence. I don't know whether it's lack of having a good editor working on it with her. I, there, there's a million reasons that these things just never came together. But it's like someone needs to tell her to put the peanut butter and the chocolate together.
2: Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. A hundred percent
1: just get just fucking get the vampire powers and get the 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 airport paperback thriller and just put them together and do it as soon as possible because it works really well right
2: right and as soon as possible is not 90
0: percent of the way (laughs) unfortunately
1: through the book
0: um
1: it's yeah it's 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 so close it's so close to greatness here i feel um (laughs) Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I, I, I just, I, I wish, I I think the thing that is, is beyond Alice, you know, being maybe too easily tricked. I think that the, 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 the weakness here in, in James's, uh, Hannibal plan, um, is that, you know, I, I love him using the VCR to, to get, uh, 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 Renee's voice over the phone I love him <laughs> I love him picking the uh ballet studio for his words, the drama right like
2: wait he really says that
1: uh let me find his exact his exact quote and and this is the thing that i i i wish we had gotten some more james because of um yeah. Uh, so he, he like throws her into the mirror, right? So, so, uh, he was in front of me in a flash. I didn't see if he used his hand or his foot. It was too fast. A crushing blow struck my chest. I felt myself flying backwards and then heard the crunch as my head bashed into the mirror. The glass buckled some of the pieces shattering and splintering on the floor beside me. I was too stunned to feel the pain. I couldn't breathe yet. He walked towards me slowly. That's a nice effect, he said, examining the mess of glass, his voice friendly again. I thought this room would be visually dramatic for my little film. That's why I picked <laughs> this place to meet you. It's perfect, isn't it?
2: We've got a real sicko on our hands.
1: We've got a real fucking sicko. What if, what if James was like the, the cool but kind of creepy older guy at the community college taking film classes and he was a vampire and he was talking to Bella about like movies and shit. Yeah, and Mike Newton just was not in this fucking book. Instead of yeah, fuck Mike Newton. Get Mike Newton out of there. We need James. We need James. Like ooh, J- James asking Bella in a very creepy voice, "Have you ever read Robert McKee's story?" <laughs> yeah.
2: It's right next to my copy of the Magic Code. Have you ever read that? <laughs> Have you ever heard
1: of a Save the Cat moment? <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. I would. I would. The the, 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 it made me laugh out loud when he said, oh, I, I, like, I, I think that the dramatics here are really good, because that is such a great line um, for a character who is like 10 times more flamboyant, right? Mm-hmm. Um and the problem is that James is just such a nothing guy he he is he's uh, he has only ever been the tracker he has only ever been this like murder machine that Edward is chasing and <laughs> and pursuing through runways and and, and so on um, and i wish that we had spent a little time with him maybe maybe not even it didn't it doesn't need to be like a bait and switch or a twist that he's evil or whatever but i would love to hear him have a bit more personality so when this this moment comes together it's like yes absolutely of course he picked this because it's fucking dramatic because that's the kind of messy bitch james is right um and there's not quite enough there for that to really pay off right like i can imagine it but it's not there in the text
2: no because he just showed up
1: (laughs) he just fucking showed up (laughs) the tracker is here the tracker is here The, the other thing too that is interesting about james is that all of his physical descriptions are about how he is very unassuming. Um, he's not fashionable. He's, he's just the Bella describes him as just like completely average guy that she wouldn't notice if it weren't for the situation she was in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's room there for a very fun contrast with like, if you're, if you're writing this, this, this thriller and you're playing with like very basic genre tropes and stuff. I feel like there's a really fun opportunity there to like in the first half, first first third, first act, however however you want to pace it, um, to have it sort of be like, oh, Edward is like too pretty and weird, and James is like the nice, approachable guy, right? Right, right. Because that that is how you always think about it, but, but you know that that's just like classic uh, 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 character setup stuff. But then actually, you sort of because it's a vampire novel, you can like pull the rug out and be like, no, actually in this case, the, the super handsome perfect guy is a good guy. Because he's a fucking vampire. And <laughs> vampires aren't normally the good guys. And so this guy, er, ergo, this guy, is also not normally the good guy. And then and then the like the the nice, approachable, soft guy. He's the he's the uh he's the villain. And by the way, I'm not even describing like a crazy subversion of expectations. That's just like not that that's that's stock Thriller thing number two, right? As opposed yes. to stock thriller yes. thing number one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, this, this, these chapters are just fun. Like, like, like more than anything else for, for, for whatever problems they have with believability or like, like, like maybe, maybe Alice is too, is too dumb. Maybe, maybe the setup is like too ridiculous. It's like for, for as much as that, at the very least, this is a fun story now, which is like... Just it's enough to get me excited, which is which is just so refreshing after chapter after chapter of like, this is like almost good, or it would be good if they did this, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I do want to ask you about Alice a little bit just to um kind of build on our conversation last week. I'm curious yeah. if um a lot of the tension uh, between Bella and Alice is still sort of coming from Alice feeling very inhuman and disconnected.
1: Um, now that you mention it, that is a really good, uh, uh, question because I, I, I kind of have to like recalibrate my, my take on her last week, I think, Mm -hmm. in wake of this chapter, because last week I was taken with like how, um, slightly off she felt, right? In, in (laughs) trying to help Bella. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this chapter is sort of an interesting comparison to make because in this chapter, textually, she is uncomfortable and, and standoffish and awkward, but trying to hide it, right? Uh huh. And so I guess, I, I, I guess that can only, um, I do not i I w I don't I don't wanna say it like reflects poorly on the chapter before it, but I think you I think I maybe have to like is, I, I can't say that the last chapter's take on Alice felt as intentional as I thought it maybe hoped it was, if that makes any sense. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like like I, I, I think that it's still like like that that is such a minor nitpick because like ultimately I still had a lot of fun reading last chapter and I th- think that i had a good time interpreting her that way or like musing about her that way right but seeing a chapter where it is much more like part of the plot that she is behaving the way that i sort of projected onto her and i'm like like wondered if she was meant to be read as last week it's maybe a little bit like okay no that's just not that that maybe is just a happy accident right which is still fine but it's not it's it's not as like meticulously laid out as i maybe hoped it was if that makes any sense
2: yeah yeah it does i mean i was sort of uh dubious about it being intentional in the first place but it's <laughs> still like it that part doesn't matter right it seemed like a really cool effect um
1: yeah
2: uh but it sounds like Alice is is not that, exactly.
1: Alice's is less defiant than I would like her to be, um, but at the very least there is an interpretation of her, of her, the way she is written, that I think benefits her as a character to think about, even if it's not the way she was written about, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Especially, I think, with her making this very silly decision to let Bella go to the bathroom in this chapter, right? It's like, the, this vision of her as like the sort of like pleasant but 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 more calculating person than she lets on it's uh, no <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> bummer <laughs> um well shall we get into midnight sun's take on on, on these events
2: <laughs> yeah let's let's do that um I would say that they are not quite as much of a take on the events of twilight as much mm. as a, um, high speed, uh, car race against time, uh, situation. <laughs> sure. Um, Edward, uh, Carlisle and Jasper and Emmett, uh, arrive or rather Edward Carlisle and Emmett arrive, uh, via commercial plane in Phoenix, um, to meet up with, uh, Jasper and Alice. Edward is super impatient. Um, And for good reason, because as soon as he gets in range of reading Alice's mind, he knows something has gone horribly wrong. um, And he is seeing kind of flashes of the future where there is so much blood and, and something terrible has happened in a snippet of a conversation um, like between Jasper and Alice where where Bella has died. Um, Alice passes him a note once they're in like physical proximity. Um, However, Midnight Sun does not decide to tell me what's in the note, um, so <laughs> I do not know what's in the note, um, but I guess I can get the gist of it, that that Bella has gotten away from them somehow and is imminently in the future going to be around James at some point somehow. Um, Edward has, has decided that, you know... The, the, cha- the chase is on, so he um, they they go as quickly as they can uh, without arousing any suspicion uh, to a parking garage where they steal a Subaru WRX STI and begin their race against time to get to Bella. Um, what follows is a sort of play-by-play of them going top speed down the highway, um, including uh, such things as them losing the side mirrors as they squeeze through two cars. They're dodging traffic, uh, just general high-speed uh, vampire cars. Tricks uh, that they're doing. Um, though you might be wondering how they were able to pull off uh, going so fast on the highway with all of these cars. Um, and the way that they do it is that all of the other vampires are looking out of the windows um, so that Edward can read their minds, all the while Alice is seeing the future so that he can anticipate where to drive. Um, They have to ditch the WRX at some point because the cops are setting up roadblocks looking for them. Um, And so they drive a Porsche Cayenne Turbo off the road. Um, Carlisle knocks the driver out with like a syringe And they flip the old car into oncoming traffic and zoom off in their new car. Uh, There's more kind of action packed dodging, ducking, speeding uh, around until they finally get to their destination. Um, Alice tells Edward that he needs to slow down and pick a side road because if they are heard by the tracker, then Bella will be dead instantly. The chapter ends with Edward
1: crashing through a door to get to Bella. Ah, okay. So you got the Matrix Highway Chase. uh, I
2: did did get (laughs) the Matrix Highway Chase.
1: The Um, Matrix
2: (laughs) 2, in fact.
1: Uh, Real quick, would you like the contents of Bella's letter?
2: Yes, please.
1: Yeah, let me find that for you. Uh, Edward, I love you. I am so sorry. He has my mom and I have to try. I know it may not work. I am so very, very sorry. Sorry. Don't be angry with Alice and Jasper. If I get away from them, it will be a miracle. Tell them thank you for me, Alice especially, please. And please, please don't come after him. That's what he wants, I think. I can't bear it if anyone has to be hurt because of me, especially you. Please, this is the only thing I ask of you for me. I love you. Forgive me, Bella.
2: Yeah, see, all I got was Bella's handwriting, an explanation, a hostage, an apology, a plea. He passed the note to me. I crumpled it in my hand, shoved it into my pocket. Her mother, I growled softly. (laughs) So that's all I got. I I do not remember Twilight that well.
1: Yeah. I think this was a
2: huge mistake. This is a huge punt to have Edward get a letter and not really even... I mean, I guess you get his reaction, right? He's very upset, but I'm like, surely you'd want to tell me what the letter is and his reaction to it, right?
1: If if this book is meant to be from Edward's perspective uh, and like the events of Twilight, this is like a pivotal moment in the story for Bella writing that letter, uh-huh. like deciding to like betray Alice and Jasper because she has no other options, right? Yeah. And for Edward to read that, like, every word of that letter should be hitting him like a hammer, right? Like, if if there's anything that I want Edward's, like, long-form opinion on, it's that letter.
2: Right, yeah, exactly. And all I get, an explanation, a hostage, an apology, a plea. I would love to hear what those are, because I do not remember.
1: It also just kind of makes Edward seem, like a little disinterested in Bella. I know, I know that the intent is that for him, that he is like in a rush because he loves her so much. And he, you know, he, he's like, uh, uh, just, just, you know, barreling towards this, uh, this conflict. But like, surely if you got, if you were like on a rescue mission and the person you are rescuing left a secret note for you where she confesses to like, (laughs) fucking everything up (laughs) right and 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 her her like very tough decision to do that and explaining it like that i think deserves some like first person thought processing that's so weird that it's just skimmed over like that i guess to like keep the flow of the action going but like it was (laughs) <laughs> Stephanie I mean, Meyer's I choice mean, to make is a car chase.
2: They're fast walking in an airport.
1: Like Oh, okay. So this wasn't even in the car. Okay. No. So So they have time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're they're fast walking in the airport, so I think it's okay to take a little break from the action.
1: <laughs> I will say, like, the fact that he had to get on a plane <laughs> to get back feels so arbitrary is it explained like why they decide to do that like did he finally get tired do vampires get tired if they run
2: no they don't get tired i don't think um at least it doesn't say that they do um i believe in the last chapter it just is literally faster because because when james got on the little like or whatever it was like oh he's still he's like we uh we only go 100 miles per hour when we run and that plane goes 120 right
0: (laughs) so like
2: so like i assume like a commercial a commercial plane is just the the fastest way although i don't know it's probably a little up in the air with all the airport nonsense
1: yeah if he has to like does does edward have to go through the tsa You know, like, like, what's that like? I
2: think so. I mean, it doesn't say because it's like they go in the last chapter. It's like they're going to the airport. And then in this chapter, even when the plane's wheels touch the tarmac, my impatience refused to ebb is how this one starts. So it's just Mm. a a plane ride time skip. Um,
1: That is so disappointing, because I think I think I would um, like similar to our discussion about like how. I, I'm fine with a car chase even if it makes less sense than a foot chase when they literally run 100 miles an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Like cause, because it's exciting and you want to see see the characters doing something exciting, I think that the, an airport trip is is a similar situation where it's like I if you want to contrive a reason for him to have to go through through an airport, totally. That's awesome. I want to know what is what is Edwards passport situation? what is Edward cuz he's flying from Canada right so like i want to know his passport situation i want to know what it's like going through tsa when you're a vampire i want maybe a little bit of comedy about haha oh airports it's, it takes so long i'm waiting in line and and i have this horrible mission i i'm supposed to be on we should have just run, you know like there are so many opportunities for like great little world building moments and great little character moments that i would expect like like if if you want to fudge some reasons for a character to get put in a situation because you have some fun stuff to explore about that character in that situation, I'm all for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like every time in Star Trek when... Uh, they beam down to a planet, but oops, there's a storm, and they can't beam back up. Uh oh, what are they gonna do? And it's like, well, <laughs> okay, this has been done a million times, but like, maybe you know, okay, what are you what are you doing? Why why have you stranded them here? I want to see Edward in the airport like that, right? Um, what what's that like for him? And 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 Emmett and uh, Carlisle, who are like their own brand of like weird guy, right? Like, I want I want to see these guys off their game.
2: Yeah, well um other than um that my <laughs> one thing I guess is that they have to cover up because it's so sunny, mm-hmm. right? So on the plane they're all like in like hoodies and like crouched over to try to hide their like shiny skin or whatever. That's fun. And it says that Emmett is in a hoodie that's like that he's bulging out of because it's like two or three sizes too small for him.
1: <laughs> See, like that's fun. Like like the 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 appeal of like the perfect badass character a lot of the time is seeing them when they're not that right <laughs> like, like like edward the, the best part of the james bond movie it when it, is when it looks like he's almost lost right? right like like when he when he when he finally like rubber beats the road and he has to like think on his feet um similarly here like these guys have been the most perfect gentleman badasses for this entire novel for like no reason. No one's ever suspected them. They have the perfect life in forks. Uh, uh, they, they've set up this like comfortable and easy existence where there's no risk of them going out in the sun or anything like that. Like I want to, I want to see them out of their element. Like how do they deal with it? Do they deal with it? Uh, th- they're, free drama free drama there
2: yeah yeah and there's like a little bit of but i mean not really i'm trying to be generous to it and (laughs) a lot of the like drama of them being in the airport is that edward sort of wants to give up on like even hiding and he just wants to zoom off to bella top speed and carlisle Mm. is like no no like you you can't do that and kind of like has to like pull him back because like slow down you need us and we can't can't give ourselves away at some yeah. point like he walks a little too fast as they're like getting off of the plane and Emmett has to like cover for him to be like to and says like oh you've left your phone here or something to try to like throw off the uh the, the airport worker
1: or whatever okay.
2: so there's like a there's a little bit of that
1: see i want i want i want i need like vampire hitman mission right like like I want to see, like, a little kid go, like, Mom, that kid's... That guy's... That guy's skin is sparkly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them having to, like, run away. Right? Like,
2: Yeah, yeah. It, there's kind of definitely thing. not enough of that. Um, yeah. And it's all just kind of... The backdrop is, like, Edward being very irritating about just wanting to, like, go super fast, but I don't think mm-hmm. it does a great job of making, like, a sense of urgency. Um yeah. Because he's... Uh, I think the issue is that his urgency is such... That he is so eager to be with Bella because of their deep and uh, beautiful love that once the crisis happens, he's already so desperate to see her that nothing feels like it escalates like he's he's already freaked out. So Mm -hmm. the new thing to freak him out just doesn't feel very impactful.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just just zooming out here. This goes from they get off the plane, they walk through the airport, they get a car, and then it's chase time, right? Am I missing anything oh, in between no, there? That's
2: the whole That's the whole thing.
1: Okay, good. Because there was a part of your summary that, that stuck out to me that I'm very intrigued by. Yeah. You listed a very specific car make and model.
2: I did, I did. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of that.
1: Okay. Walk, walk me through the car details.
2: Yeah, so um, they're in a parking garage, right? So Edward has his like choice of cars that he's trying to figure out what to get, um, and and they're you know gonna steal a car. Um, there wasn't time to find the perfect option. Most of the cars here were bulky SUVs or practical sedans, but there were a few options a little faster than the others. I was hesitating, but but between the new Ford Mustang and a Nissan. 350z um those won't work though um until an unexpected scent caught my attention as soon as i smelled the nitrous alice saw what i was looking for
1: oh shit
2: i darted to the far end of the garage right up to the edge of the intruding sunlight where someone had parked their souped up wrx sti far away from the elevators The paint job was hideous. Violently orange bubbles the size of my head rising from what appeared to be deep purple lava.
1: Ooh. i would never
2: seen a car so conspicuous in a hundred years.
1: Wow. Okay. This
2: is the cool car chapter.
1: This is the cool car chapter. I, I love that he's, so he's like window shopping for cool cars. I love that he name drops a 350Z, which I guess in 2004 when this is set? I guess that that is that's like the Need for Speed Underground two car that's on like every every video game cover and stuff. So I yeah, guess that see, fits. This is,
2: this is nonsense to me. This is a hundred percent like the way that this reads to me. And and I at first I was like this is really silly, and I wish that this wasn't all in here. But then I went like complete one eighty on it because I realized it has the exact same effect of me reading like a Star Wars novel. <laughs> Because I'm like, these are all just, it's just like nonsense words, but it's all very exciting. Right. oh, yeah, they're going to get the nitrous one. It smells like nitrous. Yeah, pick that one. It's got orange (laughs) bubbles on the side. Absolutely.
1: Um... Like, like, if you were reading a Star Wars novel and they started like name dropping like types of X wing or something that, that like that would that work for you, right? Yes, like, yes, you have, exactly.
2: Yeah, it's like you oh, have that
1: knowledge, right? Oh, yeah. you can't
2: fly. You can't fly the WRX STI. <laughs> that, but that, that X wing is way too fast for you.
1: The Y wing is the workhorse of the Rebel fleet, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Okay. So the thing that I think sticks out about this is that like I I I do. I do appreciate that kind of thing, um, or, or rather, like I appreciate when authors get on their bullshit, right? Like, uh, when when authors know too much about a topic and can't wait to tell you every little detail about why it's important. That mm-hmm. that's always fun. Does does he like? Because exp- like he catches a smell of like the nitrous, right? Yeah. So I know what that means because I really like. Like the fast and furious movies and racing games, right?
2: <laughs> Great, maybe you can explain it to me <laughs> okay.
1: so okay, so so the, that's what I was about to ask. Does the book explain what that means?
2: Um <laughs> I mean that's where it is Star Wars mode to me, right? Like yeah. I have no idea it's it's not. I mean in that way I mean it as like a complete positive thing, right? Because sure. it doesn't it doesn't take me aside and exposit what nitrous means. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea. Um, but it it does it in a way that is like action. Um, let me find the spot. Uh Ducking into the driver's seat, I wrenched off the casing on the steering wheel column and twisted the ignition wires together. Next to the gear shift was the second stick. This one topped with two red buttons labeled Go-Go-1 and Go-Go-2. I appreciated the owner's commitment to the upgrades, if not his sense of humor. I could only hope the nitrous canisters were full. The gas tank was at three quarters, plenty more than I needed. And then there's like a later part where he like presses the nitrous and they like they go forward. I have no fucking clue what it means, but it is so cool.
1: (laughs) So so this is this is fast and furious stuff right, right. like yeah. like like the 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 car that he is that he has selected here this is totally pulled from like a, some some movie that she saw or or that her it sounds like her maybe her brother's recommended because we've read before that her brother's like helped her with all the car stuff Yeah um but it's very funny that the I guess the closest it gets is that the the buttons are labeled like like go, you know, like 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 fast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um
1: th- like I mean like I am I I am not a, a car's expert. I am not like an engine's person. I couldn't tell you how it works, but I know that when nitrous gets mentioned, it means that it, there's a go fast button, right? Like and a, it 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 seems like the book could maybe do a little more work to get that across, right? Like in I feel like in if you if you are are thinking about what this is pulled from it w- like like it feels like there's visual language here that she's recognized in like a film or something that hasn't fully she hasn't like fully translated all of the intent of those visual cues to text if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Because like them them looking for a car to steal, okay, that's that's a fun premise. They need a fast car that can seat all of them. Okay, so they have a specific need in uh, a a movie. What would happen is a, a character would like call from off screen, "Hey, what about this one?" You'd pan over to the ridiculous looking car, and you could tell that it is it goes really <laughs> fucking fast because there's like you know an engine block sticking out of the top or or uh, the the um uh the, like, the exhaust is, like, really shiny and big, right? Like, there's visual cues that she's, like, describing here with, like, the buttons and the shifter and stuff, right? Right, right. And the colors, but, like, that doesn't, I don't think, if I'm, like, putting myself in the, in the shoes of a reader who doesn't know any of that shit, right? Yeah. And is just reading this and say, oh, I smell nitrous, that doesn't fucking mean anything.
2: Like... No, no.
1: And you don't need to read a, you know, you don't need to, like, insert a wiki article into the book or anything but like uh uh i I don't know you have him smell the nitrous and choose that one and and like mention offhand i don't know maybe edward thinks like street racing mods are stupid and he's like i i never considered nitrous before i i didn't need the (laughs) extra speed i could drive fast uh I, I you know anything that would like clue the reader in on like what the fuck that means right
2: yeah I think that as soon as they're going, it does a pretty good job. But yeah, I was kind of scratching my head at the like smells like nitrous as they're getting in the car, car
1: selection
2: stuff. I guess mm-hmm.
1: it, it's it, it's a moment of like the, the I think the the good versions of of that sort of like nerdy passionate like exposition dump, right? is it a good one of those will make you care about it, even if you don't know what it's talking about. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and there are so many ways to do that. This is, this is why you have like audience insert characters. So when Edward says that, you know, this one's got nitrous modifications, the other character could say, what the fuck does that mean? Right. And he has to explain it to the audience, but a good, a, a good book that is like being obsessive over nerdy details will make those nerdy details matter somehow to the reader
2: yeah I mean I guess that's the problem right because all the vampires are car nerds um right as if it's like a trait of vampires more so <laughs> than a trait of Edwards right like right like Rosalie has her like fancy BMW that she loves and and Emmett has this like really fancy jeep because he's like an off-roader which is probably the closest any of these cars has to characterizing any Mm -hmm. of the vampires
1: exactly Um, yeah
2: whereas like edward like i know he's a car nerd because they literally all are but you're totally right if this had been a scene where he'd been like oh i smell nitrous and carlisle because carlisle's like a a nerd doctor guy was like edward what the fuck is that (laughs) right and he had to like tell him then that would be characterful
1: The Cullen family is interesting because they all, aside from Rosalie, who, it turns out the response this book has to, like, her creating conflict is just removing her from the story for 90% of the the book, right? Mm -hmm. Is that all of them are on the same wavelength about practically everything. And just once, I would like to see, like, Edward get excited about a car having NOS and... But his, his dad's a, his dad's a pastor, right? right and it, so like he chooses this really garish car, and like his dad'd just be like, "Oh, like what, what what's what's so special about this one?" And then like Edward just like presses this button that makes it go even faster, right? <laughs> like there's so much room for just like fun shit to be happening here between these characters that both fleshes them out and explains to the audience what all of this jargon means. mm hmm and as it stands, it's just like there's jargon and everyone understands it and you are expected to know it as well.
2: Right, right. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, before they get in the car, I mean, like, obviously, I can context clues that the NOS makes them go fast, right? Mm-hmm. But but not until they do it. That him saying that it smells like nitrous, I'm like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad <laughs> thing? I don't know. Um, it's funny, yeah. though. It's, it's a... It's such a Stephanie Meyer chapter.
1: I love authors going off on their bullshit, right? It's just that it needs to the 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 best authors will make you buy into their bullshit too, right? Like they will make it easy for you. I just
2: don't think it's her bullshit. And
1: that yeah, which
2: is fine. And I yeah. think that but it's um it has this sort of odd effect of it's not her bullshit, but she also is sort of assuming that it's mine.
1: Yeah. Cause she's writing it for her brothers who, who it is their bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I like that, that. It's just not smoothly transitioned into the story itself, I guess. No. Like how is the actual chase though? Once they get, once they get on the freeway.
2: Uh, excellent. It's very, very fun. It's really right. fun. Um, it, I it's extremely stock, right? Um but the just moment to moment stuff is very fun. You know, they're speeding up, they're you know, he's squeezing through two two cars on the road and like busting his side mirrors off and one of them like expo- like explodes on the yeah, on the go. road and all this stuff and um it's it's just, a, it's just a good time.
1: This is, this is the thing that we've, I've, I've kind of wanted ever since it's been established that they're good at driving, right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think what, what's funniest about this is it, 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 like, this sounds really fun. And I'm, I'm shocked that there's nothing like it in Twilight proper.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: th- there has been so much driving and, like, car stuff in Twilight. I've been like, okay, so there's going to be, like, a badass car chase at some point. Mm-hmm. and it kind of hasn't happened like at all, right? and like i maybe it's still coming but like i have 10 percent of the novel na- left um yeah i think so i'm
2: the one that gets the car chase for sure
1: th- this is the most th- this is the biggest like fix it it feels like between midnight sun and and twilight is it like oh yeah i probably should have uh had the car stuff matter right like <laughs> They should have done something cool in a car. Yeah,
2: there's no car payoff in Twilight, and there's all that bickering about Edward not liking her truck,
1: and Th- this this also goes into like what I what I was saying way back when. I was, I was giving my bananas opinion on like why I don't like super speed as a power. Right. Mm. Where I'm like, the thing that's exciting about a car chase is how wrong it could go. Right. Yeah. And this is delivering on that. Like he's busting up the mirrors. He, you know, he's uh, what do we get any other like classic car chase stuff? Like, does he get on the wrong side of the road for a second? Does he go under a a semi truck? Any, anything like that? Mm.
2: Yeah, I guess, I mean, they're going over on the shoulder, they're going yeah. down a suicide lane, right? Yeah. They're dodging, they're yeah. weaving, all of Fuck that yeah. kind
1: of stuff, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and and like, everything in Twilight has been uh, uh, establishing, like, what a perfect driver Edward is, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. driving from Port Angeles to Forks at a 100 miles an hour, no mistakes, nothing scary, right? And it's like... That's boring, but on the other hand, if he can drive like that, what does he do in a like a crazy situation? And and Twilight not having that feels like a missed opportunity. Midnight Sun, it sounds like is at least paying off on that, which is like, <laughs> finally she did it. She found a way to like have Midnight Sun deliver the thing that the first book to the hero didn't, right? Like that's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think um similar to your chapter, I I feel like this is maybe uh, the first time well, I can't say like the vampire limitations are explored because I don't think that Edward and the vampires are threat. Like they're not physically threatened or ever, ever. Right. Like I think mm-hmm. that if they were to crash, they would walk away from the crash. Right. Oh yeah. They, they don't yeah. care. Um, But th- they at least have these limitations that are uh, like, we can't, it's even mentioned they can't let the uh, Volturi or whatever they're called know, because uh, they'll come and start asking questions. So we mm-hmm. can't we can't reveal that we're vampires. And two, they don't want to hurt anyone. Um, yeah. So so they're so it feels like there's consequences to what they're doing and they kind Absolutely, of have to, yeah. have to figure it out. And it is this like high tension moment that works pretty well.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is like we, we've joked so much about Edward being Superman. Mm hmm. Right. Th- this is the exact kind of thing that makes a good Superman story work is it's like it doesn't matter that he can't get hurt, but like he has to save someone. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want to see how he's doing that. And and this is a similar situation where it's like, yeah, if they crashed, they'd be fine. But like Bella might not be right.
0: Yeah. And, and,
1: and that's that all of a sudden, all of the tension is back. Uh, it, it it's, it's great that like, that's a really fun, fun setup for, uh, for an action sequence. Um, uh, I, I, and I hadn't even thought about the fact that like, they have like, they have to keep the masquerade up, right? They like do, they've got they they've got to, they've got to not alert the Voltori, which I am sure is going to happen <laughs> at some point the fact that they are mentioned at all seems like they might become a story Meh. problem in Meh. oh who knows <laughs> um but no it sounds like this is at least it- it's so funny that some of the best like narrative payoff here is happening in like the stock chase go fast sequence right <laughs> Yeah, but it it's cool. It's fucking cool. I mean, similar, I mean, the, the, if the, if there is a through line between our chapters, even though Edward and Bella are in completely different places doing completely different things, it's that they are doing exciting shit th- with like basic thriller tropes, right? Yes. Uh, and, and like it, like like inserting vampires into basic thriller tropes. The vampire who can drive super good has to drive at 200 miles an hour down the freeway in a, in a stolen car. That that's fun. That's awesome. And, and maybe not as, as like explicitly as mine, but like that's making use of his superpowers in a cool way. Right? Like he's driving, he's like inhumanly good at driving.
2: I mean, my favorite moment, and this is going to sound so stupid, but I, it's just like this, this clarifying moment of like, oh my God, this is so dumb and so cool. Um, where Edward is driving and he's super good at driving. He's like the best driver of all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Alice is seeing the future, so she can see like cars like coming up and all this stuff and he's reading her mind so that he can drive even better and he has Carlisle and Jasper um looking out of the side mirrors and, or rather the side windows in the back and reading their minds, So he has a perfect like 360 oh, degree view of, of traffic.
1: That's really cool. And
2: into the future a little bit and is like making these like split second decisions based on what's going to happen. And And it even goes like he, I think it even says at some point that he's seeing it in like, like three dimensions or or something weird. I can't remember. It's like a, he sees it above and because it's like the future sight that Alice yeah. can like rotate around or something. Um, and they they go through and he's like, oh. We have to switch cars, I'm gonna take this motorcycle, and Alice is like, no, you can't, and, like, shows him a vision of, like, the horrible future if he does, and he has to, like, oh, readjust fuck. his plan, and it's so sick.
1: That's cool! So he's got, like, the ultimate version of, like, the rally drivers who have the navigators with them, Yes, Yes! Right? Like, he's got vampire rally navigators, that's so fucking cool, like... Yeah, that's fun. That's, that's, that's exciting. And it is making use, making use of everyone's powers here, really. Oh,
2: and I forgot, Jasper is hitting them all with like this calm juice so that they can like really buckle down and oh, like do yeah. what they need to do. He's got them all like, fucking, like sedated, kind of, yeah, but in a yeah. cool way. It's described awesome. as Novocaine, which makes no sense, because that's, like, physically <laughs> numbing, not really emotional <laughs> numbing. I would I'm just not want
1: to be driving on Novocaine. That doesn't gonna, sound good.
2: I'm just gonna skip right past that. That was a... That's a mistake right there, but... <laughs>
1: No, that's really fun. That's that's that that is that is so good and such a payoff for all these characters' powers and like interests, right? That it's almost disappointing that that is relegated solely to Midnight Sun, mm-hmm. but, but but only because I don't get a car chase of my own in in Twilight anywhere so far. Um, it it's it, but it like on the other hand, it is something that is like a solely Edward and the vampire gang storytelling thing right like 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 a justification for this book to be from a different perspective to do this like crazy action scene Mm -hmm. um, that makes use of everyone's stuff that that's really fun that's really cool i i love that does edward with his with his mind reading powers does he figure all of this out once he gets in james range does he figure out what's actually happened because all of them are operating under the assumption that something is going wrong and that, that but like the Renee is in trouble and, and Bella is going to see her. But like how do do they figure it out? Does he get a whiff of that once once he's in thought range?
2: I don't think he cares about Renee at all. <laughs> okay. I don't think it fair. I honest to God, don't think it comes up. Like there's no mystery, right? Okay. He's just like but again it's like very unclear cuz that's mm. i mean i think that the weakest part of this chapter for me was how unclear it was with anything that was going on cuz i it it comes into it without telling me what's in the letter with mm-hmm. these like flashes of visions that alice is having but they're not about what's going on they're what might happen in the future so i kind of have to put together that like what might happen in the future is that james will kill bella Right, but that's all I know. So I don't think Edward yeah. is at all like wondering what happened or if he has Renee. It's just like literally, like he is going to kill Bella. We have to get to her.
1: Be- Bella is definitely priority number one. I'm just I'm surprised that there's no there's no moment where he realizes exactly how layered this trick that James pulled was. Right, because that that seems like relatively important, right? Because like. I I think if there's one thing missing here that could cause even more juicy drama, right? Is is if this to them not knowing how James had like manipulated Bella here to like have them wondering if this is like a betrayal? Mm-hmm. Because it, when you have characters whose powers are having an impossible amount of information, right? This is like the one opportunity we've had in this whole story for them to not have all of the information and that, that like misunderstanding or like doubt of, of like, you know, did, it has Bella just straight up like betrayed us for some unknown reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some real potential for some like, like interesting angst and, or, or, or like drama purely from Edward's perspective there. I'm kind of surprised oh, yeah. it doesn't do that.
2: No, it, it, there is one thing about because Edward asks is like her is her mother okay? Well, he says her mother, um, and all and Alice is just like I don't know, and that's it.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean like Bella Bell is going to be priority number one no matter what, but I, I was kind of curious if there was going to be either some uh, some sort of like misunderstanding or like because because they they only understand like half of the problem, right? Like. Alice has seen this this potential future where Bella meets with the tracker, but she doesn't know why, right? Because she mm-hmm. doesn't have Edward's mind reading powers, and Edward's out of range. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it very could could very easily just read as some sort of weird betrayal on on Bella's part. Um, and I I w- I would have like played that up, maybe like oh yeah, why is she, why is she doing this to us? Blah blah blah.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, from from my chapter's perspective, there is absolutely no mystery other mm-hmm. than to me who doesn't remember Twilight very well. <laughs>
1: um, it's so interesting that our our timelines diverge so much this week. Mm-hmm. I, it, like, really, I think the first time that that has like we we've had Edward in different places before, but this this. Like we didn't even realize until you double checked, yeah. Um, that our bu- our chapters were like not synced here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in 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 this case, like there's a big time skip with Edward on the plane that I that is it, that is finally like trimming some some time accounted for time in Twilight to get to the important part of Edward's story. That's kind of interesting.
2: This must be the first time, right?
1: I. I think so. I'm trying to. I'm thinking about our other chapters where you've had to double up, right? Uh-huh. But I think all of that doubling up then has always felt like it's been accounting for time that's in my book, right? right? And this this is sort of going the opposite direction in that it 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 is that that time is accounted for. In fact, that the flight that Edward skips in, or not that Edward skips, but that, that Stephanie Meyer skips the description of, is basically where 90% of my chapters take place. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. It's I, 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 I don't think we've had that, that divide before. Um, it might be the first time.
2: Very interesting.
1: Very weird stuff. Is there anything else fun in your chapter, like once he gets to the dance studio, or is it, is it time for boyfriend points?
2: I think it's time for boyfriend points. Mine doesn't have that much going on other than this cool badass chase
1: yeah so i guess we're gonna have to determine how does this chase and and the actions leading up to it how does this reflect on edward
2: hmm that's a great question
1: because it's pretty fucking cool right it is pretty
2: fucking cool and he does he does get into the literal driver's seat and is like the cool driver guy
1: yeah he's not making anyone else do it he's not you know, he's not making excuses or anything. He is, he is becoming the cool driver guy to save Belle. He, he is going Jason Statham transporter mode here. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. How is his, like, like, I, I guess before we get to that, we sort of have, it, like, it's it's difficult to, like, award or, or subtract points based on, like, his thoughts, but I think we might have to in this chapter, given that 90% of it, he's, like, on a plane or in the airport or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's he thinking about? How does he react to that letter? What's, what's he, is he, is he thinking about their love? Is he, is he stealing himself? What's, what's, what's he like? What's he acting like?
2: Uh, I mean, first he gets pissed off at Alice and Jasper and <coughs> being like, how, how did you fuck this up? <laughs> um, which in this case, like, I feel like he has, <laughs> this is the problem. His reactions are all exactly the same, but finally the circumstances match his reactions yes
1: yes he 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 has been on kind of a short fuse about everything this whole book but this time if there's one thing that justifies alice's uh weird dumb decision to let bella go to the bathroom um it would be edward being like why the fuck did you do that
2: Right, exactly, and it's like, and and it it resolves by being like, there's no time for this, right? That's his thing, is he's okay? He's realizing that Bella is going to die, and he needs to get there really, really fast. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing, right? Because he have he has this same reaction to like Mike Newton asking Bella out, but fi- but finally here we are, <laughs> and I'm like, yep, this all makes sense.
1: Yeah, finally the scale is appropriate, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, Alice did make kind of a dumb decision, but we've got to go,
2: right? Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. And I and I guess also we can't hold his specific behavior there against him in boyfriend points mode, right? Like No.
2: And he's not even that bad. He's just like No. Why did you let her go? And that's <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Like he's not even just like unreasonably
1: Yeah. Rude or anything. I'd be pretty mad in that situation. I think
2: he's appropriately <laughs> you,
1: mad. Alice had perhaps one job to do that she fucked up. Um, yeah, he's
2: like seeing all these visions in her and he- Alice's head about Bella dying horribly, and says, "Why didn't you go after her?" I hissed. That seems reasonable.
1: <laughs> I not not to circle back too far, but I I think that. Bella being like, oh, I need Jasper with me because I'm in like a really bad mood is really funny because it's like th- th- there is that that is such a dumb reason. Because <laughs> like they're going they're going to the to the ladies room, right? Like Alice can like watch her in there. Jasper can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's the most obvious ploy in the world, but she the, they, they both fell for it really really silly uh I, I guess I guess I I, I kind of got a hand it to him with this car chase thing it's pretty cool right like
2: yeah and he's all business too
1: he's all bit bu- he's not like he's not like yelling at people and and, and getting all mad and and, and angsty
2: no and they it it sets the tone pretty early in this chapter because because he sort of wants to uh, go off on his own a little bit and Alice says like no you you need us and then they yeah. all like come together and do this cool 3D yeah. 360 degree vampire car vision car race.
1: That's true. They're like all working together here despite him being kind of mad at them at first, right? So like that's that's cool. And they the all get fam- to
2: use their powers too. I forgot yeah. to even bring it up again, but like Carlisle did his weird doctor knock out the driver of the of the porsche thing oh um jasper is like doing his like novocaine like keep everyone in in the fight and spirit
0: Mm -hmm. move
2: um alice is using her future vision it's like it's a it's a cool like everyone everyone using their powers thing that's awesome
1: yeah that 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 okay i do i think this is unprecedented i think edward might just deserve a blanket 100 here i think so just a straight, straight one hundred points. He he's he is in command. He's cool. He's doing badass driver shit, right? He's yeah. and he's on his way to like fight a guy who's about to kill Bella.
2: Yes, absolutely. No,
1: n- I, I really have no notes for him here.
2: No, um, it's great.
1: Flat one hundred. You think?
2: Give him one fifty.
1: One fifty. All right.
2: It's pretty fucking cool.
1: He's he yeah. He's doing. Like unprecedented cool guy shit here. that's true. So that would bring him <laughs> with ten percent of Twilight left to go. Ooh. This brings him to negative two hundred.
2: Hey, there's like three chapters left, so if we keep hitting these these blanket points.
1: Zero is on the horizon, we Edward. We can see zero. We, you can see it. It's a little hazy, but you can see it on the horizon. <laughs> zero is there. <laughs> zero is so close, Edward.
2: He just needs to drive fast, fast to the zero. He you gotta can drive do it
1: faster than you've ever driven before. I guess. I guess really, it's like. He, the, I I think things might be in his favor here because he's he's there to fight James and unless he really biffs that,
2: <laughs> he's probably not gonna lose, right?
1: Yeah, he's gonna do awesome guy shit. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna like I don't know, rip him in half or like like uh uh, uh do a cool karate move on him. There's so many ways it could go. Most of them cool, and then he's got you know, he's going to rescue Bella and say something cool about it. I hope like, like I see, I see a path to zero for him. I really do. I, I think, think it's, it's possible. possible.
2: Yeah. I, I don't like a few weeks ago, I would have said no way, but <laughs> he was I really
1: floundering there. a few weeks ago. Really, mm-hmm. really bad stuff recently, but, but he's, he's shaping up. He's doing cool stuff. I think it's possible. I think it's doable. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm pulling for him. maybe <laughs> we, we, we can't, we can't go too easy on him, but, 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 it's possible. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What a fun pair of chapters. Yeah, I, really. I, I love a good genre story. Like it's it's just fun when 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 these really recognizable pieces fit together and hit in a cool way and I it's it's if there's one thing that just really sticks out here is it's just disappointing how it took this long to get there right
2: it's competent
1: yeah (laughs) it really is (laughs) It, it is like perfectly serviceable and that's fucking awesome
0: yeah, sometimes
1: that's all you need in a in a in just like a fun mass market paperback, right? Like that's that's good shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, you might not know this, but I recently read four Maximum Ride novels. Um, <laughs> and I would say that this is like better stock thriller stuff than those.
1: Yeah, although Edward has not. Edward could have stolen like a, a yellow H two like Max did. That's um, true. <laughs> which probably wouldn't go as fast, but it would he could like drive over the other cars, you know, in like a cool monster truck way. That might be fun. Yeah, um, I mean
0: that'll
2: that'll get him to zero for sure.
1: <laughs> if if Edward if Edward testified before Congress about climate change, would that be boyfriend points?
2: Absolutely it would.
1: Yeah, so maybe if we could if we could combine the antics of Maximum Ride and Edward, we might have like the perfect vampire. But
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: But he's gotta work with everything he's got in Twilight, so <laughs> unfortunately we can only <laughs> judge him on what, what's on the page. Um well, these were very, very fun chapters. Uh, is there any anything else lingering that you want to bring up? Or shall we take it to the close? Let's take it to the close. Our theme song is "Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them. As always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash Streetcast. And Liz, we're getting close to the end. What are we reading next week?
2: That's such a great question. I'm going to have to do some research. I think that I might have three chapters to your Whoa. one.
1: Whoa, um,
2: Maybe, but it could be a weird situation where we might be like ping-ponging back and forth with our timeline. So uh, stay tuned. It is a mystery what we'll be reading next week, uh, <laughs> can, can but it's I? it's somewhere in there. <laughs>
1: Can I, can I just share a little, uh, just a, a teensy little thing here? Yeah, that yeah. That might help this decision? My next chapter is five pages long. Okay. So maybe I could, you know, I might be able to roll up my sleeves and do more than one.
2: Yeah, we we <laughs> got something case. going on. We will definitely be reading somewhere in the last 10% of Twilight. <laughs>
1: All right, well, if those, if those logistics are exciting to you, no matter what, please read another book. Please read another book.
0: But there's <laughs> a lady there that makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch her eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.